thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for all that you've done in our lives, Lord. Lord, you've always been there for us, and you always have picked us up when we needed it, Lord. You've always healed us and delivered us and set us free. We thank you, Jesus, and we just want to say how much we love you and appreciate you for the call that you've given us in this hour that we live in, Father. We just ask, Lord, you just help us tonight, Father. You see those many that are out tonight, sick and body and different things. We just ask, Lord, you would touch them, Lord, in their bodies, we pray. Minister to your people, Lord, Sister Erica, Lord, that's, Lord, been suffering in her body for some time with cancer, having to take fluid off her body, another, another procedure tomorrow, maybe, Lord. But God, we're, we're looking beyond what a doctor says. We're... We're looking to what your word says, and I believe the voice of truth is speaking, and the voice of truth says, Lord, that by your stripes she's healed. Lord, also for our brother Ron and our sister Jeannie, Lord, different ones, Father, God, just minister in a mighty way, we pray. We commit them to you, Lord, and their, their hearts to you and their bodies to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's turn to Psalms 27, if you would. No. Also, Exodus 12. Amen. Just like to say, we just had a wonderful weekend of meetings, and and uh, and I think our bodies paid for it. <laughs> Amen. You know, uh, right now, you know, we'd love to stay in that presence, stay in that atmosphere, stay around each other, but our bodies do get wore down, and and uh, when they're when they're wore down, your sicknesses are more apt to jump on us. So. We got a lot out tonight with that, but um, we know he's still the healer, and uh, just been a wonderful time. I appreciated all the ministry that came, Brother Kelly, and Brother Ron, Brother Brother Wayne, and just ministered, man, my, just on top of it. I, I tell you, you'd go, go a long ways to find any better ministering and preaching than that, and, and the presence of God, and the atmosphere of belief and faith that was among us, amen, what a, what a wonderful time of the Lord, and understand that many hosted uh, many people, and I want to thank you, Evening Light Tabernacle, for that, and all that you've done to make this meeting possible, and, and put your shoulder to the wheel, and I believe we'll, we'll reap eternal benefits from it. Amen. Psalms 27 and verse 1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid. When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, come upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up on a rock. Also Exodus 12 verse 30 said, And Pharaoh rose up, rose up in the night, he and all his servants and all the Egyptians. And there was a great cry in Egypt. 
for there was not a house where there was not one dead. And he called for Moses and Aaron by night and said, rise up and get you forth from among my people, both ye and your children of Israel, and go and serve the Lord as you have said. Also take your flocks and your herds as you have said, and be gone and bless me also. Amen. God bless you. As we know, uh, our world is continually uh, falling into chaos. Uh, There's wars and rumors of wars. There's all kinds of things that's going on around us. And and, uh, of course, Israel being a timepiece, we see the things that have taken place there and uh, the the groups around them, the terrorists that's wanting to wipe them out and the various groups, Hamas, different ones, and and men, uh, it's it, it's very gut wrenching and heart wrenching to watch and see some of the things that have taken place there in the last few days, and we have to look at it as one thing: is prophecy is being fulfilled, and prophecy coming to pass, and 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 it's very easy in this time to get our eyes upon different things around us instead of what's before us. And right before us is the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because we, we, we see in the time that we're living is a very chaotic time. It's a very uh, uh, difficult time. And, and it's a time of trouble. And, and, and you know, it seems like, uh, you know, we, we would like it to be a peaceful time. And we just peacefully take a body change and peacefully leave here. But that's not the way it's going to be. It's pretty amazing that in the rapture sermon that Brother Branham would take this scripture for rapture, showing us that it's going to be a time of trouble. But in that time of trouble, he'll hide us in his pavilion. Amen. In the secret of his tabernacle, he would hide us. And, and, and I got to thinking about this today as I would look up on the news and it's not any better, it's getting worse and looking at ground invasions and things. And uh, Israel's looking to, to uh, come back on her enemies as she should. But you know, very quickly the world can turn against her and and very quickly she could be standing alone as far as the world is concerned. Amen. And we know that it's exactly the, the natural types of spiritual. And we also very quickly can be standing alone. Amen. But not we will never be alone because he promised he would be with us. And the same God that's watching over Israel is the same one that's watching over us. And, 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 you know, and so, again, it's very easy to get our eyes upon the economies or what's going to happen here or what's going to happen there. And I, I got to looking at this phrase, and I'd like to speak to you on this tonight, the next thing. You know, the next thing that's before us. You know, that, as we read in our scripture, there was 400 years that laid there that, that prophecies were being fulfilled, but there, become, there came a night that the next thing was leaving. Amen. There was a time that, that, that the next day may be another day of slavery. Or the next day be, may be another day you got beat or got whipped. But there came a night that the next thing was leaving. The next thing was walking out. Amen. With your possessions, with your flocks, and with your land. And I, and I was reading this as I come out. Uh, you know, this, 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 God is not going to be, amen, left holding a bag. But God's word is going to be fulfilled. 
And we see it as there was not one house that was not, that there was not one dead. And there was a great destruction that was brought upon one of the greatest nations that was upon the earth. That God by a mighty hand would bring plague after plague after plague. And the next day was a plague and the next day was a plague until it came down to the death of the firstborn. And, and you know, and it, and it completely left Egypt destroyed and demolished. And, and, and you know, what was it? God was fulfilling his word. And, and there, but there came that one night and, 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 and as he would call Moses and he would call Aaron by night and he would say, rise up and get you forth from among my people, both you and your children and go serve the Lord as you have said. As you have said, because, you know, he had offered a peace deal before, you know, you just go out, but leave your children, leave your flocks, go worship your God, just go so far. But Moses said, we're not going to go so far, but we're not going to leave a hoof behind, but we're going to go out with our children. We're going to go out with our cattle. We're going to go out with everything that God has promised us. And what he said came to pass. And I believe there's a people upon this earth that is also speaking the word of God. And as we are speaking, it's going to come to pass. We're going to leave with our children. We're going to leave with what God has given us. Amen. We're going to leave with everything ever promised. And there's not going to be one, one spirit or one devil or one household of hell that's not going to be defeated. Amen. But every one of them is going to be defeated. So the next thing is not the tribulation. And though it, this world is getting ready to go into tribulation, that might be the next thing for the world. But the next thing left for the, for the church is the rapture. Amen. We can read, I got a lot of them to go through. The next thing left is for the rapture of the church. It could come at any time and not disrupt any scripture in the Bible. As far as I know it, God knows that's true. Yes, sir. The time is at hand. The next thing is the rapture. Amen. Another place, the first thing comes forth in his message of calling the bride together. The next thing is a resurrection of the sleeping bride, the one that's died back in the other ages. But she will rise up and we will be caught up together and the trumpet and the feast in the heavens and the sky. Why, that's the next thing that takes place, friends. Amen. Another place, so where everything's at, Israel's in her place, where's the church? Where's the immoral? Where's the bride? What's left? The next thing is the taking up of the bride. Amen. The next thing is to happen in this Gentile elected bride is to be called up with the rest of the Gentile elected bride that's been down through all the ages, be caught up in the presence of Christ in heaven. The dead raises, but the ones that's alive and remain is changed. She's caught up together in the air to meet the Lord. That is the next thing. So we shouldn't get our eyes upon all the things that are around us and all the chaos, but understand what the next thing for us is. Amen. There is going to be a last night. There is going to be a last day. There, there is going to be a last moment that we're going to be caught up and the dead in Christ is going to rise. In another place, the word that has been made promise has been made manifest. The Messiah, the Christ of God in his divine presence, we feel him, we see him, we know that he promised this in the last days as it was in the days of Sodom, so shall it be when the Son of Man is revealed. Then, can we say amen to that? Amen. amen. We see the days of Sodom among us. Then we know that we see the fire in the sky, the atomic bombs. We see the worm-eaten nations. Nations are breaking. We see that Israel is in the homeland. Every sign that can be promised is being fulfilled. The next thing is the promised son's coming. Yeah. 
Hallelujah. That ought to give us peace in our hearts. Amen. The next thing is not our destruction. The next thing is our translation. The next thing is our leaving here and moving into another dimension. Amen. Finding these churches coming right along in the same place, how he had to change the body of Sarah and Abraham next after that message in order to receive the promised son. That's what he's done to this church. He's brought it through the same thing. Now, the next thing is a change. In a moment, in a twinkling of eye, we'll have to have a changed body. Amen. We can't, we can't stay in the presence of God in these bodies like we have now. We saw what a few days will do to us. Amen. So we must have a changed body. Now, Sarah and Abraham in that kind of body could not receive this promised son. They were 100 years old. He had to change their body, not turn them back so much as to young, which he did, but also change them because they'd be seen like they was in the first place. So he changed their body in such a way they could receive the son. So he didn't just change her back to a young woman because a young woman couldn't bear a son. He changed her back to what she should have been at the beginning. Amen. And so we find, he said, so they could receive the son. Now we find the next thing in order for the church is a changed body. Not us old people go back and be young so much, but we will. We'll be there young, just as certain as, as but we got to have a changed body in order to receive the son because we're going to meet him in the air. The rapture comes, changed in a moment and in the twinkling of an eye. So he's not going to just change us to a young person again, but he's going to change us to what we were in the, before the foundation of the world. Amen. A body that's incorruptible, a body that knows no sin, a body that has no more bind battles, a body that has no more sickness, a body that has no, knows nothing more about sorrow and pain and discomfort. He's not just changing us back to an 18-year-old boy or 18-year-old girl that still has pain, still has discomfort, still no sorrow. No, sir. He's changing every molecule. He's changing every thought in our mind, bringing us back to what we to be at the beginning so we can receive the promised son. Now the next thing is the change. To be caught up in the air to meet him. The change to those who are looking for the promised son. Are you looking for him? Well, if you're not, you better start. Amen. If you're not ready, you better get ready. Amen. I'll be watching and waiting that sight to behold. He's coming again. The Gentiles' days are numbered with horrors encumbered. Why this earth will blow to pieces one of these days. It can happen before morning. There's only one thing that Almighty God could keep. That's Almighty God could keep it from being blown to pieces in another hour from now. Russia's so far ahead. New, different ones are moving. He said they got a man now that stands on a little gadget called a Sputnik up there on the earth. Why? They might have hundreds of those. What if they could come over to the United States, say surrender, or go to ashes? What would the Pentagon do? Surrender, of course. What would happen? Uh, well, see, if, if they don't, what happens? Ashes come. What could that, when could that happen? In another hour from now. But remember, before all that happens, here's where you disagree, but before that happens, Jesus comes for a bride. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Before that happens, Jesus come for a bride. Before one speck of fire fell on Sodom, Lot had to come out. Before one drop of rain fell, Noah had to be in an ark. Yeah. 
Amen. Before anything takes place, the church takes a rapture. That's the next thing. Amen. They are in Christ, already judged. And one of these mornings, there's going to be a disappearing. (laughs) One of these mornings, there's going to be a disappearing. One of these nights, there's be a disappearing. And the church will be changed and caught up to meet Jesus in the air. That's why I'm not interested in making a pact with the devil. I'm not interested in making peace with our enemy. I'm not interested in saying, yeah, you can have this one and this one. No, sir, everything God gives me or God has given me, I'm going to receive it and I'm going to take it. Amen, I'm going to walk out of here with my children. I'm going to walk out of here with my promises. I'm going to walk out of here with my health. I'm going to walk out of here with my deliverance. I'm going to walk out as I have said. Hallelujah. There are people getting ready for a tribulation. The cry is out there right now. I'm telling you, right now the cry is louder than it's ever been. Get some waters, get some food. <laughs> what's that? What's going on? I mean, it'd be nice to have a few days or a week, but what's going to happen when that runs out? Yeah, get, you know, get guns, get this, get that. This world is going into chaos. Amen. But we which are alive and remain, the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the trumpet shall sound and the dead in Christ shall rise. We'll be changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye and be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air forever to be with the Lord. That great son that's coming. See him getting his church ready? What's he doing? He's showing them his last sign. The next thing is what? The rapture. The rapture, the sun appears and we're changed. We can't go to meet him in the air. He's too high for us, but we'll be changed like Abraham, our father was in a moment in a twinkling of eye and then be caught up together to meet him in the air. This mortal shall put on immortality. This corruption shall put on incorruption. Oh God, what an hour before us. How the seed of Abraham ought to be happy. Don't let the devil take your happiness from you. We're at the greatest time there's ever been for a child of God. Amen. Brother Brandon would say it like this. He said, what a terrible hour we're living in. He said, and he finishes, he said, a terrible hour for the unbeliever. He said, but it's one of the greatest hours that's ever been for a believer because we're right at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I have to say, we're closer now than we ever have been. How close is the clock ready to strike midnight now? Amen. We see all the things that are going. We see Sodom and Gomorrah among us. All around us. Knocking on the doors of righteous lot. Demanding their rights. Demanding that you accept them for who they are and what they are. And and you better not say nothing or they're going to put you out or cancel you. You know, we see it right before us. Amen. We see it here in the United States and Canada. Amen. It's Sodom and Gomorrah and all the things that are taking place. And Lot is in his position. And, the, and they are in their position. But Abraham is also in his position. How many is part of that Abraham group? Hallelujah. We're looking for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's coming any moment, any hour, any day now. 
not a scary thing. It's a wonderful thing. He says here, we find out this little flock is ready for the dynamics to move it up into the skies and to escape all this tribulation. Hello. <laughs> Maybe I just need to read that one more time. We find out the little flock is ready for the dynamics. The dynamics to move it up into the skies to escape all this tribulation. Someone said the other day when I was talking, said, Brother Branham, don't you believe the church will go through the tribulation? I believe the church will, but not the bride. The church will go through the tribulation, yes, sir. But the bride, she's free from it. She'll go in a rapture in a moment, a twinkling of eye. She'll be called up to meet her Lord in the air for the wedding supper. She has nothing to go through any tribulation about. Hello, somebody. She has nothing upon her to go through a tribulation about. In other words, she don't have to go through that to get cleansed from sin. She's already accepted the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. She don't have to go through that to give her life for the gospel. She's already submitted her life to the gospel and be filled with the spirit. We have nothing to go through the tribulation about. The Lord has paid her price, and we're so thankful for that. Yes, sir. But we're advancing very rapidly toward this next thing. We've seen the world come to where we're at very quickly. Prophecies are being fulfilled before our eyes. We are very close to zero. You know, the natural types of spiritual and what we're seeing in the natural is also what we, we should be seeing in the, in the spiritual. Amen. If we see natural Israel under attack and, and the enemy coming out, here, they're not concerned about any life. The enemy they, they are facing is not, they're not concerned about if it's a baby, if it's a young woman, if it's an old man, if it's an old lady. They, they're not concerned about any life. And neither is our, our enemy. It's not concerned about our babies. Matter of fact, it wants to take them and pervert them. It's not, it's not concerned about anything that's around us. It's not, it's not concerned about our elderly. It'll attack them with cancer. It'll attack them with this. It'll attack them with that. It's not concerned about it. But as natural Israel is standing for her God-given rights, the bride of Jesus Christ also has the power to stand for her God-given rights. Hallelujah. Netanyahu would stand just the other day as it would take, take place. And he says, we are, going to go, we are going to pay back like never before. And our enemies will remember this for th- many generations to come. I think that's the way we ought to come against our enemy. We're not here to make peace. We're not here to just uh, on a little flowery bed of ease. No, sir. Let's take our land. Let's take what God has given us. Let's take our God-given rights and position and say, devil, you, you come against me in whatever name. You come against me in cancer. You come against me in whatever, whatever sickness or whatever kind of sin. I don't come against you in my own power. I come back against you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And at the mention of that name, every devil has to flee. 
the achievement that man has been able to do on earth and all these natural achievements. You rode in today to church in a natural achievement called a car. All the natural achievements that's happened in the earth has been forerunners of spiritual achievements that God has done in his church. All the natural things are the types of the spiritual things. Amen. So let's take for one transportation. First transportation was maybe walking or by a horse and buggy. Then it was an automobile. And then science builds an airplane. And then the next thing you know, more horsepower. A car was maybe 20 horsepower. First there was one horsepower. Maybe six on an on a, on a old stagecoach or something. But mostly of the time, one horsepower. And then the car begins about 20 horsepower. And then it got bigger and bigger until they figured out how to put some wings on it and, and, and be able to operate in that realm. And, and it got more and more horsepower. You can watch it in different, different world wars to see how quickly things advanced in airplanes and, and where they're at today to where used to, they used to just try to drop a bomb on something maybe 50 square miles. Now they can pinpoint it down a, down a chimney. Yeah, I, the advancement of man has come so far until where they, they can just don't even have to see what they're shooting at and shoot it, and it'll go exactly where they go, want, it, want it to go. You know, I, I thought that was funny. One day I was reading about uh, when we went to the Afghanistan, and one of them, they, one of the guys over there said, you know, he said, I, I knew we was in trouble when a missile come down one of our streets and took a left turn. I knew something, we was in bad trouble. He said, because these things knew exactly where they was going. They knew the street. They knew exactly where to turn. And they knew exactly where to hit. Well, that's the natural. So if the natural is that far advanced, how much more is the spiritual? Amen. We're not, de- we're not working with just justification or just sanctification. Amen. Or just the rest- restorations of gifts. We have all of that. But now we have the Holy Ghost, the person of himself, dwelling in the church of the living God. And so it's not just lobbing a bomb over here, lobbing a bomb over there, and hoping it may hit somewhere. No, it's a laser-guided missile. And it's discerning, amen, the situations that are in a church. And it knows exactly where to go. It knows exactly what left turn to take in your heart and to go exactly where the issue's at because it's advanced and it's moving he said we just keep on achieving and we're going higher and higher greater and greater and that's the achievement of science you know used to they had a, they fought with a rock and a sling and and, and but now now they, they got nuclear bombs and we're very close very quickly, this world's going to a burning. It's prophesied. It's going to happen. That's thus saith the Lord. She's going to burn with, with nuclear power, and then she's going to burn with the fire of Almighty God. Amen. And so we, we see it happening, and said, he said, you know, natural man, when they move into another place, he said, by knowledge, look backwards. You know, they look backwards sometimes, and they go out and they pick up clods and rocks and fossils and elements, tie them together. He said, on that achievement, they're looking to what God has done and perverting it from its original state, making it his living quarters and so forth, his economy, live a little better by what he created. That's natural achievement by man. But God in the spiritual achievement is going forward, not going backwards. 
He's going forward, looking into the word, believing the promise for things that's never happened yet, for the spiritual revelation to manifest the spiritual things that God has promised. He sees them come to pass. So we're not looking back, we're looking forward. And we're believing for something that's never happened before. We're believing for something to take place. He said, that's the way they got it in the church. He said, let me go back. He said, the scientists in his laboratory are working on different things to help man to take in creation. The spiritual man is looking forward to something that God promised that has never yet been created. The natural man looks backwards. The spiritual man looks forward. He said, that's the way they got it in the church. The natural church member looks back to what Finney and Sankey and Knox and Calvin, that's all right. But that was their day. We're looking forward to something else. A promise that is greater. A promise that is higher. And what God promised is going to come to pass. Science goes back to pick it up. But we go to the word of the Lord to find out what God has already done. So science has been able to achieve more horsepower. Make greater instruments Greater automobiles, faster, greater airplanes, jets. God has achieved them in the same manner. Each and one of those types. Way back in the days of Luther, their power was horsepower. Then God, by getting Luther in his hands, controlled out of a great organization or system, he let the man see that he's just, a, just shall live by faith. And he achieved, was able to achieve justification and preach it. And the church came to life. The church came to life. It come to life. It began to move just a little bit. Back under the days of that horsepower. But it began to move as it went into Wesley. And Wesley grabs a hold of sanctification. And the church moves a little bit. And he said it goes on down to the Pentecostal Azusa Street. And he said it got a hold of the restorations of the gifts. Amen. The outpouring of the Holy Ghost. And he said the church began to move a little bit. He said neither, never did the, I read this just this evening. He said the Pentecost didn't do away with Wesley or do away with what Luther and justification and sanctification. They just moved forward and advanced it further. Amen. So we are now advanced further than what they are. We're not just in the airplane age. We're in the astronaut age. It's a pl- an age that is going to leave this dimension and move into another dimension. And we have been built, a, bu- a special body built to take the pressure of the age that we're living in. And if you'll just get onto this rocket and you'll begin to realize this power that's in me is greater than the power that's in the world. So they got smoke bombs and craters over here. And they got this going on over here. And they got this going over here. Let me ask you something. When a man is sitting on top of a rocket, is he worried about what somebody's saying over in that country or somebody doing something over there. No, he's looking to another atmosphere. He's looking to another place and he's just waiting for the countdown. He's just waiting for the moment where it strikes zero and the fire ignites it and it lifts up off the ground and it goes into the heavenly of heavenlies. Brother Branham said, man counts backwards, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 1, 0. He said, but God counts a different way. He counts the first day, second day, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, zero. He says that there ain't no eight. He said the next is zero. And there's some people on the top of this rocket. <laughs> And their eyes are not looking around them. Their eyes are looking into the heavenlies. 
oh, sure, they see the signs being fulfilled. They see Israel, what's going on. They see this and that and the other. But that's not their, that's not their concern. They know at any day now the dead in Christ is going to rise. And the next thing is zero. It's not nothing to be scared about. You know, I don't know about you, but I, I have actually, you sit sometimes in your own thoughts and you start thinking about eternity and your mind will actually fry. It actually fry because you can't ever get to the end. You know, we're always used to the end. There's the end of the book. There's the end of this. There's the end of that. Always an end. But in eternity, there's no end. But I know... I know how I am as a human right now, that if I had the choice in this old vile world, I don't want to die. I would, I, man, for generations and thousands of generations have looked for the fountain of youth. They have longed to have eternal life. And I know that when I do step over into that, then to that new body, not only is the body going to change, but the mind is going to change. And I know then what I fear now, I won't fear there. Amen. Amen. So I realize that God is moving us into a higher heights and higher heights and higher We're to be moving higher. The church of the living God is to be moving higher. Our services are not to go down, they're to go higher. Amen. Our faith is not to go down, it's to go higher. Our, 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 our eyes are not to go down, it's to go higher because we're looking to leave this place because the next thing is zero. The next thing is leaving here. Amen. The next thing is rising above all the pressures of this age and all the doubts of this age and all the, all the naysayers and the critics. We're about to leave all of that behind. It has come to the age of astronauts. We've moved out of the airplane age. We've got more power now. The astronaut age has come in. We've come into the spiritual age of astronautcy. It's the same spirit, only more power. Did you hear that? Luther was the same spirit. Then came come Wesley, it was the same spirit, just more power. Azusa Street was the same spirit, just more power. So why are we trying that? We don't, we don't do away with sanctification and justification. So why are we trying to do away with the restoration of the gifts? It's the same spirit, just more power. Amen. So we should be, all, that, all the life that came down to the tassel and the, and the hug, all the way down to where we're at, amen, was the same life. It was the same God. It was the same one moving. And so why now we got to have justification and we got to have sanctification and we got to have the restoration of the gifts and we got to have the anointing of God and we got to have the filling of the Holy Ghost. We got to have it all. If you want to move higher. Now, if you don't want to move higher, then leave one of those things out and you'll be left behind. Yeah. This is astronaut age. The astronaut sees things that the horse rider, the automobile, and the airplane never sees. He goes higher. Airplane's still down, bouncing around the clouds. Uh, Automobiles are still having blowouts. 
But it goes around beyond the crowd, clouds of creeds and denomination and moves up into the heavens on away from everything. The astronaut age, we're living in that astronaut age just as sure as God has testified by the natural things happening. So he's testifying now we've achieved an astronaut. God has achieved what he's promised. He achieved in the last days according to Malachi 4. Only thing he has to do is get somebody in his hands that can cut loose from the airplanes, cut loose from the automobiles, Amen. Cut loose from all of that. Not look back to what it was, but more power to lift him higher and lift him into the presence of Almighty God. Well, Brother Timothy, what's going to unite this bride? What, 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 what's going to bring a united? You know what's going to unite her? It's not going to be united around a certain thought or a certain idea. Brother Brown said, what will, you, what will unite the bride is her to the word. That's who she's uniting to. So, amen, an astronaut is not uniting to an automobile. It's not uniting to an airplane. It's uniting to the word of its hour. And the word of its hour is power. And there's enough power in it to lift her up above the clouds and above the doubts and fears and unbelief. Amen, to lift her worship up, to lift her help up, to lift her peace up, to lift her joy up. Because she's being united with the word. The word for her day. Not the word for church ages ago, no. The word for her day. He said, how does science make an astronaut? He takes that what power they got, just keeps breaking something into it, make it go further, go without air, go so forth. I don't know the chemicals of it. I'm not a mechanic, but whatever it is, he keeps making it go higher and higher. He keeps improving it all the time. So now he can go beyond any reason. And so does God's astronaut also go beyond all church creeds, all boundaries. All boundaries. All boundaries and all the things that says the days of miracles are past. And there's no such a thing as that. How does the astronaut finally figured it out on paper? It came off paper what he figured out. And the same thing that any man can sit down and read the word of God and see what's promised. Search the scriptures. In them you think you have eternal life, said Jesus. And they testify of me. That earthbound bunch they had back, they had back there in them days didn't know what he was. Amen. But the astronaut sees things at planes and everything out of date cannot see so does the spiritual astronaut it goes beyond the clouds beyond the creeds beyond the doubts into outer space outer space of all unbelief did you catch it out of the space of all unbelief outer space where he doesn't hear the chatter Come on, somebody. There's all kind of chatter. Well, I can't believe they do that over there. I can't believe that's the way they rock and roll this and rock and roll. We're moving on up higher. They want to be a chipmunk? They can be a chipmunk. They can chatter, 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 chatter all they want to. But I'm under another anointing. There's an eagle anointing that's taking this place. Amen. And as an astronaut, the eagle also rises into other realms that other people, other birds cannot exist in. I've been made for it. If you ain't made for it, I'm sorry. If you get born again, you can be for it. That's the way a real astronaut's faith is. 
They said, well, the doctor so-and-so said, that might be all right, but astronaut don't believe that. <laughs> That's okay. Doctors, they can do the best they can do, and they say all they can say. But there's, a, there's another word that overrules it. There's a different report, and this is a report we lean on. Amen. So it doesn't matter if you go and get a good report from a doctor or not. That matters not. What matters is what his report is. And his report says, I'm healed. His report says, I'm free. I'm delivered. I I don't have to go back to that no more. That's an old man there. That's not who I am. Something on the astronaut tells him he's going to propel right on out of it. Hello, somebody. Right on, I just got this read it to you. He said, the doctor's report says so-and-so. An astronaut's got something in his heart. Something tells him he's going to propel right on out of it. That's all. Goes right out into the space where we're living in an astronaut age. Out in the space where all things are possible to them that believe. He has a God, which is the word that tells him how to go, the word of God. Natural astronaut has something to control him. When the astronaut is in the air, he has something backwards here, backwards towards earth that controls him. It's called a radar. And that radar moves around him, tells him where he's at, tells him what he's doing. And that radar controls him from a radar tower on earth. That's a natural astronaut. But the spirit astronaut has a control tower it's not down here like man's is it's the Holy Ghost that's in him controlling him amen a tower of the baptism of the Holy Ghost it's under control it keeps him in control by the word not a bunch of fanaticism not a bunch of whooped up nonsense but thus saith the Lord and it happens it's always under control he's got a control tower that's the Holy Ghost And the word is his program. He lays right into that program the power of the Holy Ghost and allows him to move out. And it brings that achievement that God wants to be achieved for his people that it might be fulfilled what he promised. Jesus did not heal people because he had to do it. He did it because he had to fulfill scripture. He healed because it was written he would do it. He don't have to show these signs today. He don't have to have a ministry of such and such, but he promised he would do it, so he does it to fulfill his promises. Brothers and sisters, don't you see it? Can't you see this type of the spiritual and natural? The great achievements have brought the time clock of science and broke into such a place into now, they say it's three minutes till midnight. I believe we're right at a few seconds before midnight. Amen. We're at the end. They found the thing that will destroy them. That but that astronaut can get in the air and go over with the atomic powers and sit up there and say, surrender and be blowed up three minutes till midnight. He said, they have worked on it, what God has done. They have perverted it. Instead of trying to make life, they have found something to kill life. And the clock ticks upon every achievement of science. Three minutes till midnight. But oh, God's clock is ticking too. Hallelujah. It ticks with Jesus Christ. The same yesterday, today, and forever. We have arrived. Amen. We have arrived. Amen. I'm the Lord God that heals all thy diseases. We have arrived. Amen. The prodigals are coming home. We have arrived. 
Amen. God's clock is ticking right on. It's going to happen. It's thus saith the Lord. Well, they got their great big scientific tube here not long ago. We had a countdown. I talked about how they count backwards. He says, but they count from 10 down to zero. He said, 10's a bad number. He said, that's a bad number. We had 10 tribes of Israel, and them is all carnal. He said, to take Joseph's two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, and bless them. And when he did, his hands crossed. He said, Father, not so. Put your hands on Ephraim. It should be Manasseh. But God, he said, God crossed my hand. He took the blessings, amen, from the older son, the law, and put it over on Christ. And through that came the cross, came to change the birthright, amen, the younger son. Oh, my, how wonderful, he said. He said, but ten's a bad number, but man always counts backward. But what does God do? He starts at his number seven. That's God's number. Watch him, seven. He goes, but he counts ahead, starting with one. First days, that's what his symbols was on earth. There's seven church ages. He made the world in seven days. The seventh day he rested. That's his last number. In his church, in his creation, he read. Notice he counts straight ahead, not backwards. He goes forward. He starts from his first all the way, and he starts his countdown down to the birth of, of the church at the day of Pentecost. What did he start counting? He started counting the church ages. First, Ephesus, number one, two, Smyrna, three, Pergamos, four, Thyatira, five, Sardis, six, Philadelphia, seven, Laodicea. It's later than you think. It's later than you think. The counting is over. The next thing is zero. Let's go. Hallelujah. I say it with the prophet tonight. The next thing is zero. Let's go. Let's leave cancer behind. Let's leave every devil in hell behind. Listen, what's operating in the realms of flesh right now with this army against this spiritual warfare that is taking place in a natural place? Let's leave it all behind. Let it burn while we go and we rejoice with the Lamb of God that took away our sin and we sit down at a table a thousand miles long. Let's go. Everything's ready. He said, on that next day, they had planned it. They had tried it. They had looked for it. They had figured this out, figured that out. But that day, John Glenn got into that big tube. Everybody was crying, waving, watching. Nations stood spellbound. All the televisions blaring. Everybody could see it. Their natural eye couldn't see it because they put it on television to remember it. But when he got placed in that tube and they started 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. <laughs> Gases begin to explode. Fire begin to come out of the bottom of that thing. And it began to shake as it would lift up off the ground. And it began to fly, smoke rolling. Great big tube took off of the air into the unknown. He took off in man's achievement, the greatest achievement man had ever had. But let me tell you, that's a small thing. One of these mornings, God's great achievement of his astronauts that's climbed into Jesus Christ, been born in there by the Holy Ghost, filled with his power. One of these mornings, the whole universe will be screaming. 
and wailing and gnashing of teeth and they will see they missed it. When that great eagle powered by the Holy Ghost and the fire begins to spread her wings and the astronaut takes off for the sky to go to meet the bridegroom. When that bride takes off and astronaut power the Holy Ghost, God Almighty who sent Jesus Christ to the earth in the form of the Holy Ghost has brought the church through these achievements until now. She's getting resurrection power in her. The power beyond the things of the world, seeing him and out here in the church making himself the same yesterday, today, and forever. The countdown's over. Every church age is done past. We're ending on the Laodicea age. Get in, my brother. Get pressurized, my sister. That pressure won't hurt you. Woo, Jesus. That pressure won't hurt you. When you get on the inside, you are pressurized. Oh, hallelujah. How many's ever flown on an airplane? I ain't got a chance to ever get in a rocket and maybe don't, don't ever t- intend to go into the moon as far as that goes, naturally speaking. But I've been in an airplane and those, 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 those tubes are pressurized. Uh, you can look on the screens when you take an overseas flight and they got it on your, your maps and things you're going. It can be negative 60 degrees outside, but I'm sitting there just as warm as I can be. And it can be howling winds, five, five and six hundred mile an hour winds passing by. And I'm sitting there just as calm and in a calm place, a little breeze blowing on me, uh, having a little conversation maybe, reading a book, listening to a tape, whatever. Amen. Why? Because I am in a pressurized environment. Amen. Outside is pressure, but inside is pressurized. There's a big difference. Amen. Outside's a lot of pressure. Outside of Jesus Christ, there's a lot of pressure. Outside of his word, outside of his life, outside of his presence, there's a lot of pressure. Amen. Pressure comes on on you all the time. But if you are pressurized, if on the inside you have been sealed with the seal of Almighty God, it has pressurized you on the inside of you. And hell can howl. It can freeze. It can get as hot. It doesn't matter. On the inside, you have been sealed into the day of your death. Your day of redemption, amen. What is it? It's going home time. Pressures are going to get worse, but if you've been sealed on the inside, that pressure can't get in. Come on, somebody. Amen. Neither can the smoke of Sodom get in. Amen. Somebody was telling, telling this here a while back about a fire that had happened in the house. You know, and it didn't destroy the whole house, but smoke damage is worse sometimes than the fire itself. And smoke had got in the walls, got in the clothes, got in everything. But you know, they found the only thing that didn't get smoke didn't get in was a little can of, was a couple cans of peas. You know why? Because they'd been sealed. Couldn't get in. You could open that and it, looked, it was just as fresh. It didn't have no smell of smoke on it. Why? Because it had been sealed. (laughs) Come on now. Cancer can come. Sugar diabetes. Every kind of trouble. Sins can come all around. Satan's breath from every kind of which way and every kind of direction. But if you've been sealed by Almighty God and the Holy Ghost has sealed your container... Amen, amen. It can, this smoke can get as thick as it wants to get. It can get as bad as it wants to get. But on the inside, on the inside, there's something in the middle of your storm that says peace. 
In the middle of all the chaos, don't look at it. In the middle of all the sickness, don't listen to the doctor's report. I have a greater report. And my report says, you're going to be healed. You're going to be delivered. Hallelujah. Oh, the report of the world is destruction. The report of the world, it's about over. But his report is, I am going to be changed. I'm going to be changed from this old vile body that I'm in and never come back again into the same place. It's the next thing. That's the next thing. He says, are you still driving a horse and buggy today? Is there any, I, I think I can ask this and be pretty good. Is there anybody that came here tonight in a horse and buggy? No, there's greater horsepower now to come in. Now, there are people that stayed in that age. Yeah, but it's advanced, and it's went to an airplane. And he says, are you still riding a bicycle? Talking about, he's talking about spiritually now. Are you in an automobile, or have you got up in the clouds and the plains? If you have, I've got some, something to tell you. It's an astronaut age now. Why don't you come get into an astronaut suit? Oh, I know it sounds scary. The first man ever got in an airplane, like it scared him to death, too. The first one that had an automobile, you know what it done? By now, it's a common thing. But brother and sister, Jesus Christ is here, the greatest astronaut tube that we were to be in. Clouds over us won't mean one thing. <laughs> Amen. When this ship moves off to this earth, all those clouds up there is not going to mean one thing. How bad it is in our economies, how bad it is in, our, in the world systems is not going to mean one thing. Amen. Because when it breaks, it'll break through every cloud of doubt, every unbelief, and we'll go yonder into space. If you hadn't got into them yet, you have an opportunity right now to move into it. He said the church of the living God ought to be miles up the road today than what it was before. We see it. It's the truth. He said, I don't mean organization. You're now, you're, you're back down the horse and buggy again when you get into that. We're climbing above that thing. Spiritual astronauts in Christ, he's listening to the word of God. The countdown to see where he's going. And he's fixing to leave now. Come on now. He's fixing to leave now. Not for the moon. He'll pass the moon so fast. He's on his road to glory. He's listening to the countdown. He's headed for heaven in a rapture of the glory of God. He's in Christ, wrapped in his glory, headed for heaven, leaving this old earth. People in the natural stood speechless. He said, but this world, one day every critic's mouth is going to be shut. We're living in the astronaut age going into the heavenlies. He said, people can't understand it. You're talking about a shock coming. Just wait till the church starts moving up. When that great eagle called the church of God... Redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, spreads forth her wings, and the power of the Holy Ghost begins to lift her up off the earth. It's going to be a wonderful time. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's going to be a wonderful time. My, you can see it. He said, God give us astronauts 
Give us men and women, daring men, daring women. What did John Glenn and them have to do when they stepped in that tube? They were pioneers. God wants pioneers to his word. Astronauts who will take the things that we've got and not be satisfied with it. We're going on. God is making achievements. Now watch, it'll take an astronaut, astronaut's faith to fly you off this earth to meet Jesus. That's right. You don't want to be left a sleeping virgin. Then you better get in the astronaut right now and get up above these things you're on and above it. Hello. Yeah. Above your feelings, above your doubts, above your frustrations, yeah. above your, your situations around you and all the things that's going on, above all of that. And it's hard for people to understand it. They've never seen it. It's something new, but just the same. It's proven that as God, one of these final and latest achievements has manifested himself. He said, he that believeth in me, the works that I do shall he do also. No wonder when they found the first astronaut on earth, Christ being God made manifest. When that woman touched his garment, she was healed. When Peter came into his presence and said, your name is Simon, your son of, jo- of Jonas. Them theologians, them horse and buggy fellas just didn't know how to understand that. They couldn't neither do they do it can they today they just can't do it he said but we find out that when he stood with with that woman at the well and he told her her sins and what she had done she went and told the city come see a man who's told me all the things I've ever done why it was striking thing that was they knowed it had to be something different than what they had he said no wonder Nicodemus a great scholar came to Jesus rabbi we know you're a teacher sent from God for no man can do these things unless God was with him and the same astronaut said he that believeth in me the works that I do shall he do also we're ready for takeoff we're ready for takeoff the countdown is on are you in what do we count Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia Laodicea we pass through it now what's next only seven you don't have eight it's zero We are right at it. What's the next thing? The greatest healing campaign has ever hit the face of this earth. What's the next thing? Prodigals coming home. Because we are not leaving a hook behind. Come on, somebody. We need to be like Moses, Pharaoh. I'm not making no deal with you. I'm not trusting they're going to make it through a, through a tribulation and come up in the white throne judgment. No, sir. I'm not leaving a hook behind. They shall be there and they're all spring with them. The next thing is the dead in Christ is going to rise. And we are going to be changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye. Get in this rocket. If you ain't been in, get in. It ain't too late yet. But one day, it's going to be too late. Then there'll be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Let's bow our heads. Daniel 12, 1 says, At that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince that standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never seen since there was a nation even to that same time. And at that time, thy people shall be delivered. What's next? Deliverance. Everyone that shall be found written in the book. 
And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and to everlasting contempt. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to righteous, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. The next thing. The next thing is not your defeat. The next thing is your greatest victory. A body change. Let's sing that. Count the, count the months, days, weeks. I'll soon be going home. It won't be long. That astronaut ship Till we'll be leaving here Yes, it won't be long It won't be long Hallelujah, what a wonderful thought We'll be going home Hallelujah Oh, count the years as much Count the weeks as we 